Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Uh, 23. <laughs> business decision, Key? Business decision. Yeah, the defense didn't want – who was it? Number 23 didn't want Derrick Henry, huh? Yeah, a little sidestep. It's called, I, I don't wanna, blame him, no. I want to be healthy when this game is over. Dude, I weigh him by 100 pounds. Man, please. What's he weigh about? Two, 250. Two, 250. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain people that as a and pro you away. see. There's certain people you see as a pro that run at you. I'm like, nah. Like LeBron James, yeah, like, it's nah. A lot. It's a lot. Too big. And he mm-hmm. ran away from people, too, on that play. Good morning, everybody. It's Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Well, by the way, these primetime games, including last night, boy, that the Titans with the upset at home, Derrick Henry with that performance. Was it really an upset, though? I mean, I'm based on the... I know based on the spread and things like that, but when you think about teams that have a certain philosophy and style when they're at home, they can get you. And they're not a bad football team. They're bad defense, the Titans, that is. But they got that machine behind the quarterback. Whenever you got to do like Derrick Henry, you always got to chance. That's why, that's why I took them to beat the spread because I figured they're going to run the ball. The only reason I didn't take the upset is because of the defense. I figured the way the Bills are playing – Bills probably clip. I mean, they them. still they still scored. The Bills scored thirty one points. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Josh Allen, Josh Allen threw for three. What he had three touchdowns, three hundred plus 300 yards, three hundred plus yards. I mean, he Peace. still did his thing against the defense. So I, I gotta tell you though, end of game, fourth and inches. I'm all about it. Oh, Go for it. Go for the win. And I know people will say, oh, just kick the field goal, take the points, go into OT. Scared people. Not when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen. Granted, he slipped. But with that size and that frame, I'm okay with you doing a QB sneak yeah, and going for it. I don't know why he went off the left edge. I don't know why he went off center instead of just right over the top. I'd, I'd like to really get to understand why they decided to have him go over the top opposed to just with that big body, just do the Tom Brady and leap right over, and you're good to go. I have no idea why he didn't. And I know they're pinching over the center, but if those offensive linemen can get down, he can just well, leap his big body over. Wait, can you look at it, Key? Look, you know, and, you know for, obviously it looks like the, the O-line kind of shifts to the right here, but it looks like Josh Allen then goes to the left. See how everybody kind of shifts to the right? Yeah, I don't why know does why. He go left I don't know then? why he let's hear from Let's yeah. hear from Coach. Let's hear from, from the quarterback. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, felt good about our chances. I uh, had a chance to win the game right there, and, and we didn't get it done. Didn't work out in our favor, obviously. Didn't have the greatest footing. It happens. Game of inches. Uh, the, gate, the the play before was pretty close, too. Didn't turn out in our favor today. We were 2 of 5 in the red zone. We can't do that. Yeah, you're 2 of 5 in the red zone. You're leaving points up. Um, in that situation, you go ahead and go for it. Too many times you play conservative, and you still get the same outcome. So you might as well be aggressive. I don't think McDermott made a mistake doing that at all. Um, you know, it's one game. It's two games. Obviously, they got on their record as losses. They're still right there in the mix with everybody within the conference to get the bye. There's no undefeated teams in the AFC. I don't think that Tennessee is going to run the table. They're going to have a couple more losses in them. They'll have Tennessee will have more losses in the end than Buffalo. So Buffalo is still up on Tennessee in the head-to-head for the number one seed in the division. I, there are I mean, so many reasons to go for it. And Jay, you brought it up, and Keeper. First of all, stop being scared, everybody. Like, people are so scared to lose, they don't play to win. Of course you play for the win there, especially with a bad defense against a good offensive team. You want to play for the tie and lose an overtime? No, go for the win. Fourth and inches or whatever, you have a – you have a. First, okay, first of all, Key, I know you love 
ESPN's win probability in that situation. <laughs> if you go for it, you're 48.9% likely. You kick a field goal to win, you're 47.5. So the odds slightly favor going for it without the eyeball test. But then you have Josh Allen, who's better at yeah. that than anybody. And he's a big old dude who can run. Most big quarterbacks are good at sneaking. I mentioned Tom Brady. Every single time, fourth and eight, no problem. Tom's going to get it. I mean, that's big QBs should be able to just lean forward and do it. That's why I'm puzzled to understand why he went off left, off center, instead of just going over the top with his size and his athletic ability. Just go right over the top. Want to hear how many times? He's rushed 14 times, Josh Allen, on fourth and one in his career, right? He was stopped one time. It was a botched snap in 2019 against the Jets. And then you pick up, you, you get a few inches right there, and you win the game. You're going to wind up winning that game in regulation. That's the right thing to do for a million reasons. The fact that they lost, that happens sometimes. Yeah, well, there are a couple of things, though, if you're the Bills. And granted, look, we, we, we often say on this show that the schedule can be the best helper at times, right? I mean, you look at their next three games, they're going against Miami, Jacksonville, and the Jets, right? So a chance to kind of recover. But that defense, I mean, they haven't allowed the rusher to rush over 50 yards in the game yet this season. Derrick Henry, obviously an anomaly, kind of like Lamar Jackson, guys that are just different with the style in which they play because he rushed over 120 yards last night. And then also, they didn't get a sack on Ryan Tannehill. So there are little things that if you're the Buffalo fan, you're like, all right, we do have to get better in these aspects of the game. You, you mentioned Miami, Jacksonville. And the Jets. So they got three straight buys. Yep. So they'll get – I mean, they're fine. I'm not I'm not worried about Buffalo being – making it or, or – winning the division, making it to the playoffs. Again, when you look at the conference, everybody in the conference has a loss. So it's not – they're not like a better – yet everybody at the top except Baltimore has two losses. Yeah. So that, when you talk about the teams that could potentially be contenders outside of Baltimore, Kansas City has multiple losses. The Raiders have multiple losses. Buffalo, Tennessee, those mm-hmm. teams, Cleveland – those teams all got losses. Cincinnati eventually will come back to earth, I'm thinking, at some point. Yeah, the loss last night didn't make me think less about the Buffalo Bills. It was like, okay, like that was a tough game on the road. And Tennessee, obviously, when Derrick Henry plays that way, he's just different. Derrick Henry plays that way because that's the Titans' recipe. I remember talking about this at the beginning of the year when everyone was talking about, oh, they got the addition of Julio Jones. They're going to throw the ball all over the lot. I'm like, no, it's the same as Corey Davis, except it's a different body. But doesn't, it, it's not all of a sudden Vrabel's not going to become Eric Coriel overnight. All right, it's all right. Not, it doesn't work <laughs> It's like time that. for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's the question. I want some straight talk, Key. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the fact that they had Julio Jones activated, right, doesn't that loosen things? You've got to account for him. Wouldn't that loosen it up for Derrick Henry a little? Yeah, it, it does, but it's not the same Julio Jones from six years ago. Defensive coordinators aren't sitting back and saying, okay, we've got to double this guy on every single down. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, Julio Jones took the entire secondary. All four members back yeah. there were I and Julio Jones. <laughs> now it's like, okay, that 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 the the uh, ball off the helmet. Typically, it would be two or three defenders around Julio Jones right there. The fact that it was a one on one situation and the ball was bounced off the helmet just goes to show you that Sean McDermott and them don't view Julio Jones the same as he as they did several years ago. Which to their uh, credit is a, a mistake on my part from, from when I'm looking at it. I'm like, you've got to account for him on certain downs and distance. Cause he still is that guy to a degree. Now in the running game, does it open things up? Absolutely. If he's, 
if he's gashing and balling, it's going to open up things. But he only had three catches for 50 yards. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was out there just killing them. This was, to me, it was a, it was a little bit of, I know it's a Monday night football game. It was a little bit of a trap game coming off a win against the Chiefs, against a team with a bad defense. You're favored by like a touchdown. And they have a dude like Derrick Henry, who, as you guys mentioned, he can he is different than everybody else. He does things much really more big. like a, yeah, and, and more like an old school running back than most of these he's, guys. He's really big is what I can say. Really big. Uh, and a lot really, of people make the decisions to continue to play football yeah. by not tackling. Yeah, wise, made, wise decisions. You made an old school movie Predator. You oh, like yeah. seeing like Predator next to like Danny Glover back. And you're like, yeah. whoa, like that's how I feel like I see him on the field. I just, dude is just, he's I just referred so- to Predator on the air the other day, as a matter of fact. Man. That's right. 783 yards and 10 TDs over six games. Three different games with three touchdowns. Yeah, first running back. When, uh, he's in the history book, 750 yards and 10 oh. touchdowns in his first six games in NFL history, along with Eric Dickerson and Jim Brown back in 1958. Well, I wasn't born then, but... You know, that's what you're looking Damn. at. You're on a list with Derrick Henry and Eric Dickerson. Woof. Jim Brown. Retire the prize. That's straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. So we start the day with the Titans win on Monday Night Football. Start today is brought to you by Indeed. Hire right now at Indeed.com. So let's go from Monday Night Football to Tuesday Night Hoops and why you might let's see go. more of LeBron than you'd expect this year. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, Jay's excited. Me too. Keyshawn, Jay, No, we good, man. Presented TNT, by Progressive man. Insurance. All Golden guests State. in the Goodyear Hotline. Let's go. Got a ton of guests in studio with us today, guys. Tim Legler, Stephen A., Dan Graziano, just 30 minutes. All right. LeBron James, mm, mm, mm. 137 years old, and still <laughs> has an argument that he's the best player in basketball. 
He's no longer the best player in basketball. No, he has I, an I mean, argument. He has an argument, Jay. An argument. I, I'm just stating. You see I, how I jumped in real quick? Yes. <laughs> Don't be talking negative, Jay. I'm not talking negative. Here's the difference. Right. Not long ago, LeBron James was the undisputed king. Now the title is in dispute. I yes. wouldn't say anyone claimed it. I would say a couple dudes have a claim to it, and yes. they need to work this out. LeBron, you, KD, and you might argue Giannis based on what he did in the finals, even if you think he's a little quarter I, step behind. I would behind. have KD and Giannis above LeBron, LeBron. Okay. right well, now. Right. right now. But but put it this at way. At 37 years old, that's... You can suspect that, but you can't prove it yet. We got to see what happens this season, right? That's would fair. you say that? Okay. 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 LeBron James, at the age of 37... On what keeps him motivated? Uh, motivated to have an opportunity to win a championship. That's why I play the game. It's one of the greatest, shortest feelings that you have. You win a championship and everything that you've put into that year just uh, just hits you all at once. And literally like a couple hours later, it's like it's over. And you just, your whole time, you're just trying to figure out how can you get that moment again. So he's chasing that, uh, chasing the dragon, man. He's, he's chasing See, that, I, he's chasing that high. I don't like him right now, no, because he's wearing number six. <laughs> I don't like that, man. Go back to 23. He just was colder than me in 23. Six don't look, I'm just used to seeing that 23 on him. Jay, he just, I mean, he's older, 37 years old, and if... He could continue to stay healthy. I think he he's going to lead the Lakers to another championship. Le- LeBron James could could win a championship, but this year will depend upon if Frank Vogel can truly coach his team differently than he has had to coach teams in the past. Like you know, people will say X factor is Russell Westbrook, or you added eleven new players to this roster. We want to change the dynamic of this roster to be more offensively driven. Even though there's a lot of questions about this team defensively this year. But scheme-wise, how will Frank Vogel make it work? Because during a regular season, if they stay healthy, I don't think you're going to see a lot of problems. I think LeBron James will probably still play around 34 minutes per game, career low like he did last year. A lot of great additions. You'll see the ball in the hands of Russell Westbrook more. But when you get to the playoffs, that's what I care about for the Lakers. Are they healthy, number one? And number two, what does the offense look like? Will LeBron James have to play more off the ball and be more of a catch-and-shoot type player, which I think takes away from a lot of his strengths because when you play Russell Westbrook and him together, uh, that provides some challenges for a team when the court shrinks and you're forced to make more shots from the outside. Well, it's funny. You bring up um, you know, 34 minutes a game. Here's a quote from LeBron about how he won't shield his body from injury at, at, at this age. Quote, I don't play the game thinking about injuries. Also, and this is interesting, I think, I feel worse when I play low minutes. He feels worse, Jay, when he plays low minutes. Does that mean anything to you? I would think, Jay, it's because his body is accustomed to a certain time. And when you're only getting yourself, whatever, 20 minutes in a game versus the, you know, what, 30 minutes in a game, Mm -hmm. it's like you just feel different. You're used to going colder. You're used to going full tilt. And then in terms of injuries in the Lakers or, or LeBron James, let's just be clear. His injury last year was not due to soft tissue. Somebody fell on his ankle. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference mm-hmm. in terms of soft tissue injury versus somebody falling on you and you getting injured. It's not like the dude is just injury prone. It's just the last couple of years, 
somebody's fell on him, something happened here, and that's pretty much it. He's well, not well, missing games every two weeks because of injuries. Think about the last two years, though, right? So if you're LeBron James, Key, you and I talk about this all the time, the older you get, how does your body adjust, right? Your body likes continuity. Like, think about it. Like, I like to wake up every day. You have your same routine. You get into that. The last two years, though, we've had a stoppage in the season. Mm. We've had layoffs. Then we got into the bubble. Mm. Then in the, in October, we came back. We started the season again in December. Then it went into the summer, right? Then you had injuries. Then it, like, and so, there's a different intensity playing NBA <sighs> basketball than, do, than training or doing anything else. The intensity is different. It, season ended in July, even though they had an early exit for the Lakers. But, yeah, injuries to LeBron James and AD. And then all of a sudden the season came back in October again. Jay, do you think that – just talking about the Lakers, do you think the Lakers will learn – meaning as a staff and the players as a holdovers, learn from the mistake of where we're seated doesn't matter based on last year. Remember how the oh, the Lakers, all they need to do is get in the tournament. How did that work out for us? Yeah, I don't think it's about seating as much as I think about how healthy you yeah. are. And also, I go back to Frank Vogel because but think I think about it though, we the, had to play that playing game. True, and then well, that's but a, you but they're not expecting you to weren't be fully healthy in a playing game. But it was remember what everything was saying, with not including myself. Oh, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. You would have been fine, Key. The problem was the problem was AD got hurt, right? Like they they were beating, they were going to beat the Suns, and it was pretty clear they were going to when they went to Phoenix and did it right. Mm-hmm. Then they got hurt, and then Phoenix beat them. But if you want to argue. They get hurt. They're more prone to injury because the schedule was condensed. I think that's another conversation. But see, that's not. But see, again, when you talk about a J and you talk about the schedule, Max, and it's being condensed, those people fell on LeBron. It was had nothing. So if you're talking about AD, you're talking about AD, you're talking about Dennis Schroeder didn't show up last year. Yeah, he didn't show up. Well, that's why he's not on the team. Magic Johnson was on our show talking about Dennis Schroeder being out of there because he wasn't living up to expectations. But Jay, when you. Look at it, though. Who are the challengers in the West for the Lakers? I mean, I think you got a lot of challengers. I think, I think Utah will be right there in that conversation like they were last year. They finished with the league's best record. I think Phoenix will be there. Golden State, Golden State, healthy. depending upon when Klay Thompson comes back and he participates. Look, I, I think the West will have challengers. I think the Lakers are the best team in the West. Think about the depth they added. Malik Monk. Wayne Ellington, you have Telen Horton Tucker, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, the names go on and on and on about what they have from a depth perspective. But Avery Bradley to sign for defensive ability. But I will say this. I, I go into coaching one last time. If there's one person on that roster that LeBron James looked to each and every game because of these offensive genius, it was Jason Kidd. So Frank Vogel's known for his defensive genius. Yeah. They're going to have challenges because they got bigger. It's not going to be the same defensive team as it was last year. Losing Jason Kidd, I think, is a, is a is a big loss for this team. How, how many times is you said Trevor Reese? How many times has Trevor Reese played for the Lakers? Yeah, it's got to be what is this three? Is this three? Is this, this, is, this is, is his third trip. Is yeah. this same, Rondo comes back. Dwight Howard comes this is back. Dwight Howard third trip too, huh? Yes. You know, I'll say this though so about Trevor about Jeez. LeBron and Westbrook because this is when people talk about the way things fit, and you are that's the first thing you talked exactly. about, Jay. If you look at LeBron throughout his career, he'll start slower than he'll finish because he's trying to figure out how it's all going to work, how to lead a group of guys to the promised land. Westbrook, there's so much Westbrook slander in the first half of the last three or four seasons because he's been in a new situation every time. It's already started. He's had 23 turnovers right. in his six preseason But games. the reason I bring that up is 
by the second half of the season, go back and, and go, by the second half of the season, we're always saying, man, Westbrook is playing like an MVP. He takes yeah. about a half a season to figure out his new teammates because he's in a new situation, and then he goes crazy. You think LeBron and Westbrook together aren't going to figure this out eventually? Oh, I think they can. I yeah. still think it's going to pose some challenges, though, when For sure. playoffs come around. Why one NFL? First of all, let me tell you, the NBA is back, as you can plainly hear. Tune in tonight as the defending champion Bucks host KD and the Nets. How's that for a game one? Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Why one NFL coach regrets how the he handled Max podcast. But does he actually regret trade itself? Not a chance. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. How do you do? Cooper Cup. I was there. <laughs> CJ went in. They go in. Good shot. It was a blowout in the Meadowlands. Yes, Shocking. I, I was there. Shocking, yes. Saw it up close in person. And then you left at halftime. Some of the well, people left too late. <laughs> Stop. You <laughs> waited around just, too long. Some of the fan base is very interesting, I must say. Very aggressive. Very aggressive New York style. <laughs> a lot of that's Jersey, too. Yeah, hey, Jay. Hey. What it is. Yeah. The Meadowlands is a really interesting place. And you yeah. saw the way I walked in the game. Hoodie on, shades. I had shades. the hoodie, the shades, and the mask. And I had the hoodie pulled tight so he really couldn't see my face. And so as I'm going up the escalator, I'm just listening to the conversations around me. And I, it was some funny stuff, though. I was like, yeah, I see where Max get this from. What? Get what? <laughs> the aggressive the aggressive <laughs> behavior at times. Aggressive. Uh, Dr. Pepper calling lines, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Who has uh, the biggest impact Who's had the biggest impact in the NFL in their first season with a new team? So they just got there. They're having the biggest impact right now. That's the question on, uh, by the way, hashtag KGJM on Twitter, hashtag KJM. All right, look, Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear hotline. So the Rams host the Lions. 
this weekend. That's why we're talking about who's had the biggest impact, right? Matthew Stafford with the Rams. That means Jared Goff returns to L.A. and Matt Stafford faces his former team. Here is Coach Sean McVay yesterday when asked if he regrets the way he handled, the way he handled, not that he made the trade, but how he handled the Goff trade. Here's Coach. Yes, I wish that there was better, clear communication. You don't want to catch guys off guard. It came together a lot faster than anybody anticipated. But, yeah, of really? course, I, I think that, you you know, anytime that tough decisions and things like that where people are affected, you always want to be as understanding, as empathetic as possible. Think about it through the other person's lens. And there's certainly things that I know I, I, I would do it a little bit differently if I, uh, you know, when those situations arise in the future. But I think Jared knows the respect that I have for him. I love Sean. He said about five <laughs> things that I don't really agree with, but okay. It came you together know. really fast, huh? You had that long conversation in Cabo in the jacuzzi. It came, came together really fast. And and maybe he did handle it poorly. I mean, Sean has a way, if you if you follow the Rams or you follow Sean, he's he's had a way over the last couple of years of exiting from people within the organization a certain way. Like, not necessarily handling it the best that he could. You know, uh, whether it's Wade Phillips or Todd Gurley or Jared Goff or Tlaib or Marcus Peters. It's a certain way that you communicate with people and let them know, hey, man, you know, we're going to do something different. And opposed to doing it and then waiting a few days after you do it and reaching out over the phone or via text, that's not, you know. You think it has something to do with his age? Because, like, a lot of these guys are – I was some people can't handle confrontation well. Yeah, conflict. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like certain people will maybe back away, become a little bit more mute, talk to other people about it. Like, Sean McVay seems like maybe a little bit of that side. But at the end of the day, this is business, man. No, no. This no, is business. No and, and if you look at the numbers, the numbers prove that regardless of whether he handled it correctly or not with Jared Goff, it's a better team so with Matthew how Stafford. How was McVay when he got the job? 30. Two, I think so thirty-one young to be might a head have been, coach. Might saying, have been thirty, man. thirty-one. So I could. So num, number one, there's this thing where some people really do. 30, they don't was thirty years handle, old. Thirty years yeah. old, right? They don't. I, I thought that, and I thought it couldn't be thirty. Yeah, 30 31. Thirty. So that's insane to be a head coach of a, of a, an NFL team. So not only is that natural inclination, sometimes people don't want the confrontation. They just have that personality type. But I imagine. When you come into the league at 30 and you're dealing with grown men's livelihood, but right, who are sometimes that, twice though, your age. But he was in position of, not position of power, but he was in a position with the Washington football team where he had a unit that he had to deal with, which was his coordinating, whether it was a tight end coach, coordinating the situation. So he, the conflict side of it, I don't know that he is distancing himself from the conflict of it. It's a simple thing. Hey, how you doing there, Jared? Hey, man, um... You know, we've been thinking here lately about doing something different at the quarterback spot. We haven't decided yet what we're going to do, but I just want to be out front with you and let you know that we may be going in another direction. We'll keep you posted and let you know we've got some options that's out there and we're exploring them. And, you know, I love you, man. You're, you're great for us. You've done a good job for us. I love you now. You, you, and you throw that in there a couple times. He needs to be a little more gangster. Just go you up know? to Jared and say, Jared. Remember when I told your sorry self, if you don't no. get better, we have to move on? <laughs> no, that's but, a, that, you might get punched at that point. But see, that's only, what he's worried about. I, the only problem, small problem you might have with that key is if I tell Garrett, Jared Goff that, and I know Jared, that maybe Jared, I don't think Jared will react well to him being somewhat on the cusp of being moved. 
that can pose a problem for me down the stretch. If I have to keep Jared Goff, if it doesn't you, work but out. But I'm not going to you, Jay. Unless, unless you I know, know it's a done deal. Unless I know it's so a done it's a deal. setup comment. Yeah, it's to a lead setup. To the, yeah. they, they always do that, though. Yeah, they no, let you know this is what we're thinking about, not that it's done, even though it's done. done. If yeah. you go back and you go back and you play, Evan, or you may not even be able to play it, but if you go back, uh, what's your name? Max. Max. <laughs> I didn't have so many people. Not over Zubin, here. Max. I didn't have so Jeez. many. I didn't have so many people sitting in this seat. Max, you know. Let me tell you a quick thing. You looked at him with the blank Jay, stare, like Jay. Ah. Jay, let me tell you a quick story. When when I used to do boxing with Brian Kenny on Friday night fights at ESPN twenty five years ago, almost ninety eight. He used to Shay. write my name in big. We used to hang out Brian all the time. Custer. He used to write my name in big letters, capital letters on the Max. paper. I'm like Brian, why would you do this to me? He's like, you will work with someone for 20 years. You'll look up one day on live TV and be like, what the hell is this? But look, so anyway, I got my train of thought back. If you go back and you think about what Les Snead said at the end of the season, Jared Goff is our quarterback for now. That already told you what you needed to know. Mm -hmm. This was before the Jared Goff trade even went down. Like, you remember that, Evan, when he said, you, you, you know, hey, Jared Goff is our quarterback for now. Yep. And so that now... Told me everything I needed to know. And Jared Goff should have known at that point in time, for sale sign in New York, let's get going. Wherever I'm going, I'm going. Dan Campbell heard that. I was like, oh, that's good. If I ever coach Jared Goff, I need to remember that one. <laughs> I don't know. That, Dan Campbell's sitting out there saying we need more from a quarterback I, That's now. what I'm it saying. Like he's venturing into the same scenario. That's what I'm saying. But it's interesting to me, this idea that because of, of McVay and the way he handles the exit. Yeah. Todd Gurley exit was poorly handled. Okay, and that started, I noticed in the regular season game against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta when they decided to run the football without Ty Gurley in the lineup, Todd sitting on the sideline talking to Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, yeah, it's a wrap. He ain't, he ain't going to be back. It's over. You could just – you when you played in the league, you know body language. Like I said, I am a football body language expert. Mm-hmm. And when, when Ty Gurley was sitting on that sideline, on that bench that day – when the Rams were on, uh, it was like second and goal, and he was on the sideline, not standing up, but on the bench, that told me everything I needed to know. And so when you're looking at that, you're saying to yourself, there's some communication breakdown somewhere. Damn. You look at Wade Phillips' exit. Wade Phillips still wanted to coach. Had a monster defense. That communication was broken down. And then you talk about Marcus Peters, the way they handled that situation when they traded him and moved on from him. That was an issue to leave. So it's like, okay, this is a pattern of communication, why that is, we don't know. And, Jay, I think part of the reason Wade was there in the first place, not only is he good at his job, but they wanted someone with a little gravitas. He's 30 years old. But I think about this just for people in their lives, right? What's so important when someone does something face-to-face instead of on the phone or with a text or after the fact? I think it's because, and I'm not, but I, like just thinking about it, it requires, it's an awkward social situation, mm-hmm. right? So it requires a degree of self-discipline to yeah. confront that moment. And what that communicates to the person that you're dealing with is that you have enough respect for them yes. that you're going to discipline yourself to do this thing that doesn't feel great for you. And when you get out of that, when you just try to avoid that moment, it communicates a like, like you couldn't discipline yourself because you don't respect me enough to do it, to make yourself feel uncomfortable. I think that's at the root of it. It's important to do. It's yeah. important to do the right thing in those situations. I, I will not, so in this day and age, Jay, I will not meet with somebody via Zoom or phone call or text. We need to meet in person. 
we're going to talk. Let's I need just... to see your body language. Oh, I yeah, need to I need see to how to you. you react to different oh, things. I, man, Ask I'm not those talking hard to you no damn Zoom. Well, no. If you, we have the ability, well, we'll push it off. It's not that important. We'll push it off. Facing someone person to person is important. Let me ask you guys both this question. Does, does this make you think less of Sean McVay? No, not at all. Sean McVay did what he needed to do to get the Rams in a position that they needed to be in. But how he did it, does that bother you? It doesn't bother me. there's a me, history of it, it? But it doesn't bother me because that's his style. Wow. You know that going in, that you that's already, his style. You need to know what that is going in. One thing, though, now that he's addressed it this way, he should, because he's still a very young head coach, yeah. he should grow from that experience. He should try to take something, even if he doesn't do it perfectly the next time, he should take something from this and try to apply it because it's going to happen again. He's in the football but business. But here's, here's what I told Sean when he first took the job. Because I know Sean from my Tampa days when he was working on a team as, a, as one of our summer intern deals. And so when I talked to him when he first took the job, I said, man, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else that you're not. Be yourself. And if that's who he is, then be that. If that's what it is, you don't like to communicate with players when you decide to move on from them or front office people or coaches, that's fine. Don't do something that you don't believe in. I just feel like we're in the trenches on this one, and I get it because we're thinking about that relationship and they're going to see each other, but the reality is nobody cares. If they, <laughs> nobody cares. It's like the key you and I both noticed, like as professional athletes, if you can't get it done – Somebody else is going to bring their ass in here to get it done at a high level. It's about winning championships. And there is pressure on Sean McVay and Les Snead to win championships. Well, the question is, number one, you're right. If they win championships, no one will no care. No one cares. But is, are, are doing those little things the right way, is that conducive? Does that create a culture or an atmosphere that is more conducive to winning championships? If the answer is no, then it really doesn't matter in the end. Well, The The answer is yes, it does. The problem with that, though, uh, I'll call you Jay. Max. (laughs) Zubin. My name's Zubin. Stop. Max Max, is that when you have a certain personality that does not lend itself to players that want to deal with you, that communication goes around the league. And people say, when I am a Mm -hmm. free agent, I don't want to mess with this dude because this dude – treats players a certain way. And that's the thing. If you're consistent as a coach, everybody already knows what they're getting themselves into because there's coaches on the staff that communicate with players that they're not even coaching right now, but they might have coached before in college or in the pros. They're communicating with you, believe it or not. Like, they talk to players and they'll let you know, yeah, I don't – I got a coaching job here, but I really don't rock with this head coach because he's full of whatever – it hurts head coaches when they are wishy-washy. When people talk do. about like karma in real life, the way you conduct yourself yes. will have a ripple effect on your business, on your life. We're asking Key, Jay, and Max on Twitter, who has had the biggest impact in his first season with the new team? Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pipper, Pipper, I keep saying, Dr. Pepper <laughs> Twitter feed. Well, I'm putting Pepper and Twitter together. Come on, Alan uh, Han, let's or go. Or call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Just calm down, Marcellus Wiley. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right. Who let's is that bring guy? in Dan Graziano. Who's that guy? Who? Marcellus Wiley. <laughs> Can we even find him these days? Stop. Um, Leave him alone. Dan, Dan <laughs> Stafford, clearly. <laughs> has made this a better team, right? Like, what's your, Im- what's your uh, impression on the impact he's made? 
Well, I mean, just there's there's a reliability factor, right? I mean, I, I think the thing with Jared Goff was they felt like they had gone as far as they could possibly go with him. Yeah. And Stafford enables McVeigh to trust that you know what he wants to do can get executed at a different level. I mean, Jared Goff was fine. They went to the Super Bowl. Like, there was nothing wrong with. But they they need to they need to be able to do more. They need to be able to evolve the offense. And Stafford's just got more. Stuff, physical ability, more. Yeah. Right? I mean, just he just plays the game better. It's not that that Jared Goff does nothing well. It's that Stafford does more things well and at a higher level, which is where McVay needed it to be. So yeah, it's yeah. And Dan's right. Like like watching Matthew Stafford up close in person and live and things of that nature. It just like I came back from the game on Monday when I was at the Giants game and I said it just looked different. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, he he. He's there, a it doesn't look hard. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Goff. It just looked everything looked. Hard. Right. This looks like I've been here before. It's easy. When he drops back, he's not sitting there going. You know, he drops back, hit the foot, bam, it's gone. There's a certain comfort level for a coach when he sees that. McVay talks about the quarterback being an extension, on-field extension of the coaching staff. But that doesn't mean that you should have to coach him through every single, right? I mean, you yes. got to be able, at some point, you got to be able to trust the guy to act on his own. And I think he didn't really feel that way for better or for worse. He didn't feel that way with Jared Goff. And he feels like this is a guy fundamentally it's, do you want to be a perennial playoff team or do you want to be a Super Bowl championship team? And they felt like the difference between Goff and Stafford was that difference. Then I hear that in basketball all the time too, with the point guard being an extension of the coach on the floor. Let's talk about another extension of the coach on the field in Baker Mayfield. If you're Kevin Stefanski, there's a lot of stuff going on in Cleveland. A lot of injuries. Kareem Hunt now out. A lot of questions right. around Baker. Wait, so let's get to hot news or not news okay, in that case. Right, let's sorry. do it. All right. Dan I got Graviano excited. I got excited. Giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay Champin at the bit, man. Couldn't wait excited. to get to it. No contract, no compromise. All right, so here's hot news or not news. Baker Mayfield and the Browns losing again, Dan. Hot news or not news? I mean, it's hot news because of what's going on, right? They're, they're so banged up. They didn't have either of their tackles. The, the quarterback's playing with one arm. They're down their top two running backs, which is like the strength of their team offensively. So, and they got to play Thursday night. I mean, it's the worst possible week for the Browns to have a Thursday game. So, yeah, it's absolutely hot news that they lost that game. And plus, by the way, first game that they haven't been in. Yes, they're 3-3, three and three, but the, uh, the other two losses could have gone either way. That was very alarming if you're the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, certainly hot news. It, it, Dan touched on pretty much everything except one problem that they're going to have in the next couple weeks. That guy, number 13, he's not going to be very happy he if they the continue ball. to keep losing, and he's not a very important, intricate part of their offense, that's going to be even more hot news. Well, and he's Dan hurt will, too. Dan will be covering mm-hmm. it. He's hurt too. Yeah, everyone's hurt. He hurt his shoulder, came out again, went, oh, back, went gosh, back in. Yeah. By the way, every, but, that's the problem with the yeah. team, right, Jay? Everybody's hurt. Baker, Odell, both starting tackles, yeah. both running backs, Landry, yeah, like the, everyone's rookie hurt. rookie linebacker that was playing so well for him. I mean, yeah, they're, they're shredded right now. All in a potential extension year for Baker <laughs> yeah. Mayfield. Oh! Oh, Mm. Oh, rough. All right. Mike McCarthy mm. continues to have clock management issues. Dan, Dude, hot news or not news? It's hot news. Look, I mean, look, they're going to it's going to cost them a game. It is. It's going to it hasn't yet. It's going to cost them a game. My question is, is that going to be a playoff game? Because that's the only thing that right now the Cowboys are going to sail through to the postseason. They have as many wins as the other three teams in the division combined. Uh, they, they will win the NFC East. I don't see any way that doesn't happen. But when they get to the playoffs, is this going to matter? Is the fact that he can't manage the clock and keeps making these decisions going to cost him a playoff that, game? As you were saying that, Key's left eye twitched. Get him, Key. Get him. I swear to you, I saw not your news. Eyes. It's only hot news for those that want it to be hot. They won five straight damn games. Mm-hmm. Nothing has come up 
that is problematic for them losing the game. But like Dan said, until it does, it hasn't. It hasn't. So what about that? So we shouldn't shouldn't worry until after it happens? This is why this is – We can't – I, I, not you particularly, Dan. I mean, what, well, not, he, not what about you. him, though? No, him no, particularly. He just, yeah, he just said it. He just said it. Get him, He just said it. Like, should, should Mike McCarthy not be doing this, like like studying this and getting better at what, this every single week? Well, what should is this he not be a priority for him? He says, timeout. He doesn't know what to call 24 timeout. seconds to go. I need to bring my team to the sideline yeah. to discuss what we want to do on fourth and one. How is it the, a real one? Is it a two? What do we want to do here? You, How about the two other horrible decisions? That, the other two games. Why aren't you? I mean, aren't you going through this? Isn't the whole point of practice and like and simulating game scenarios that you don't have to? That you already know what to in do. Game, on fourth in and game, one? in game situations change though, Dan. Yeah, they so, change all the time. And I'm not an apology, apologizing apologist. Apologist. I got you. for Mike McCarthy. I'm just looking at it, and I keep hearing every week somebody saying. He's going to make a mistake. He's so, going to make, and he's not making a mistake. They're winning. Well, he is making mistakes. They're winning anyway. But the the, the, part, the problem is the Cowboys, right? So, like, everything's going great with the Cowboys. Somebody got, you got to find something. That's part of right? it. Matt, Why so, do we have to be that but, way? But you Max, don't have to look very hard for this. It shows up in the fourth quarter every single week. It's crazy. They're winning, though. They That's Dan, correct. We, we, had, we had Rex Ryan on the other day, and he, he believes he this theory on this. that Kellen Moore will eventually be the head coach yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys. I am just waiting for that moment, if it happens in the playoffs, for Mike McCarthy to make a poor decision and that moment just to implode. It feels like now, Dallas Cowboys, you are waiting for the bottom to fall out. I don't, know, I don't want the fallout, but if it does, Keith. That was the best. Oh that, by the way, that was the best volley, like tennis volley, I've seen since they went to graphite rackets and they just serve points. <laughs> because I, my head was doing this the whole time, like this. Well, <laughs> I, I, look, I, I, I respect everything. This is like one of my guys, Dan yeah. Graziano. Oh, yeah. But at the same but, time. You typically say you respect somebody, but you really <laughs> yeah. don't. If he respects say, but, you. No, I don't hills. respect my run. guy and everything he's saying. But I don't want him to fall. This is why. I don't want him to fall into that trap like everybody else on this narrative. I'll the dude right. go and win a damn Super Bowl. We have to get more into this throughout now the show. What? We're going to have to get more right. into it. I think this is a really interesting conversation. What happened to hot news or not news? We just... We, no, that was how we did. We did a couple you hot news or not news. I know it's on me. You the biggest like difference on Monday Night Football. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.